Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. I don't know who jumped higher after a Travis Kelsey touchdown. If it was Taylor or Greg Olson when he heard she was going to be at the stadium today. <laughs> Quite the day, right? I think my favorite part of that shot, Taylor Swift is chest bumping for Travis Kelsey's touchdown and Mama Kelsey's just standing next to her. She's like, honey, I- I've seen 71 of these. And we're back in three, two. How was your weekend? What did you do? Well, it was okay. But not nearly long enough. And I did nothing. Well, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. But then something happened that made it horrible. Horrible. Just horrible. What happened? What happened? Monday. 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 Ruined a perfectly good weekend. Weekend. Monday morning, you're going to be like, it's showtime. Yo, what's the word, Kansas City? Hey, happy Monday to the KC morning hoes. Your boy is on vocal rest. I'm not even supposed to be doing this. I was yelling so much this weekend, like more than normal, honestly. Sporting KC brought home a big three points. Dubs on dubs. Everybody won this weekend. Royals won. Chiefs won. Swifties. All of us. What a weekend, huh? Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift drove, like, right around the corner from me. I heard Kelston have tags on his car. If that ain't the most Kansas City thing. On the show today, Tom Cordaire, part of the Biden administration with the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration, appointed by President Obama. This was an excellent conversation. I drove up to Warrensburg last week, and I had a blast. So I hope you enjoy this. Got a ton of resources for you. It is National Recovery Month. So, yes, it all just makes sense, right? Rates, reviews, subscribe, do that thing, Kansas City. We're up for Best Local Podcast. Looking to be a four-time Best Local Podcast. That's Dynasty shit, y'all. Dynasty. I'm up for Best Local Personality, Best Radio Personality. Apparently, those are two separate things. And I'm begging. Oh, I'm begging. Thepitchkc.com. I will insert the link in the show notes. Back in your feeds tomorrow. But that's a then thing. This is a now thing. It's a good day to be a Kansas City. And oh, yes, we will see you in the morning. Bye. That creed, a creed at the core of every American whose story is not yet written. Yes, we can. The Casey Morning Show. For the first time on your KC Morning Show, hopefully the first of many times. I cannot wait for this conversation, Kansas City. I have with me the Acting Deputy Assistant Secretary for Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, Tom Cordaire, my friend. Welcome to the show. I'm stepping on the lead. This is National Recovery Month. That's right. Happy Recovery Month. A great way to start the conversation. Thanks for being on the show. It's great to be here in Missouri for the past two days, working with the recovery community. We're in Branson yesterday. We're at Warrensburg today, and it's been amazing. I've seen a lot of our wonderful recovery community and been able to work with them over the past two days. So we're going to get to all the great work that you all are doing. You know, I got a chance to sit in on a really insightful meeting. It's so cool to see, you know, our leaders from the federal level doing that hyper-local approach, getting actual feedback and 
concerns, but also, you know, gassing each other up a little bit, I think, is a pump up. Yeah. You know, but before we get to that, you know, your story is so captivating. I know, you know, as a public servant, you don't want to make it about yourself, but also I think experiences matter, especially when it comes to mental health. That barrier of entry is so much lower when you hear the story of someone you can relate to, especially knowing that it does, in fact, get better, so much better that you might be <laughs> running an agency that actually does a lot of good. So just if you could, your story, sir. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. I uh, am a former state senator from Rhode Island. I served in the state senate for eight years. While I was in the state senate, I went through my own battle with alcohol and other drugs. Fortunately, I was able to get into recovery back in 2003, so I just celebrated 20 years on this recovery journey, and I've had amazing opportunities ever since. Uh, As part of my recovery, I had access to a long-term intensive substance use disorder treatment program. It should be available to anybody who needs it. I was very fortunate, privileged to have had that opportunity to go through it. After that, I went to a recovery house where my journey continued. While I was there, I went back to school. I got my bachelor's degree. I started working again, got my family back in my life. As they say, the rest is kind of history. Through the uh, opportunities I've had as part of my recovery, I worked for an agency called Faces and Voices of Recovery, helped building grassroots recovery community organizations just like the one here in Warrensburg that we're at today, and then went to work uh, in state government and then the federal government. And uh, back in 2014, I got appointed by President Obama to be the senior advisor and then chief of staff at SAMHSA, where I work currently. And during the transition in the Biden administration, I became the acting assistant secretary the first person in recovery ever to lead the agency. That's just incredible. You know, I was hospitalized back in 2017. We talked earlier, trying to take my own life and super happy that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy about that too. And uh, congratulations on your own recovery. Well, thank you. And, you know, one of the things I learned was machines are fixed, humans heal. And so when you're talking about your personal recovery, now taking those experience to a federal level, going back now nearly a decade, where are we now? I know we talk about ending the stigma, right? And I think that's a really, we're at a really interesting, critical, I think positive, but also pivot point when it comes to that, because I think we also are now realizing it's the back end of that, right? Ending the stigma and and talking it out is great, but if you got nowhere to go, you're kind of stewing in the insanity of it all. So how can we, from then to now, just in your tenure, you know, how are we making improvements and what we still got to work on? I've seen a lot of progress. And um, first of all, let me thank you for sharing your story, because if you want to break down negative attitudes about whether it's mental illness or addiction, The easiest way to do that is to tell your own story. Um, It really helps make it relatable for people. And it makes people not feel so alone. And you know that's one of the things when you're going through it, you feel really alone. And you don't reach out for help as a result. So that's really important. So thank you for doing that. That's number one. Number two, uh, I'd like to say that over the last decade, I've seen tremendous progress. The biggest progress I've seen is that this has become a real bipartisan issue in Washington and in the states and local communities as well. Everybody working together to try to solve it. People know that we're at a crisis point with mental illness and with addiction in our country. And COVID, quite frankly, exacerbated the problem. So we're going to see a long, long tail. So we know that we have a suicide crisis. We know we have an overdose crisis. And those things are manifesting. They start with mild and moderate mental illness or substance use, and they just progress because people don't get the help that they need. So as a federal government, we've really increased the amount of resources that are going to states and local communities so that they can build programs like the one here in Warrensburg and that they can serve more people. That's been really, really critical. So in the last 10 years, we've seen those additional resources, and they're making a huge difference. 
And you're right. I think, again, we got to celebrate the wins, right? Even just in, in popular culture, in media, it's okay to say that you're not okay, right? That's right. No, that we had a whole campaign back in my home state that was called that. It's okay not to be okay. Giving people permission. And, you know, I don't know how old you are. I turned 54 this year. And when I was growing up, it wasn't okay not to be okay. It was, if you weren't okay, don't talk about it. Number one, that was the first message you received. And certainly just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and try to... And try to get with it, right? You know, get yourself together. And we know today that that is not a winning mentality, right? I mean, really, to, in order to deal with these things, we have to be willing to reach out for help. Uh, we have a saying in recovery, closed mouths don't get fed. And, uh, you know, we have to open our mouths and we have to encourage. And thank God that today's generation, they're so much more willing to say that they're not okay, um, that they're dealing with something, that they need a, a mental health break. You know, we see Olympic athletes, right, taking a break from their sport in order to take a break. Uh, we see musicians do it and rock stars and we see actresses and actors do it. So I think that's a really good message and a solid one for the American public. What are we missing at large? You know, when we say mental health, you know, it's also holistic health. It's also just right. health. You know, I don't say I'm got really bad knee health. You <laughs> no, know, what I do have is a sore knee and yeah. my body hurts. My whole health hurts. It's the whole person, not just yeah. certain limbs or no, certain hot true. spots. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and what you know, we say at SAMHSA is that there is no health without mental health. There is no health without behavioral health. I mean, the two are inextricably linked. Uh, one of my friends and, and mentors in this field, Patrick Kennedy, former congressman who's a huge mental health advocate, talks about the brain is connected to the body. And we have to make sure that we're not separating the two, that we're treating everybody. And at SAMHSA, what we're working on is really trying to integrate primary care with behavioral health care. Most people see a primary care doctor. That primary care doctor should be looking out for signs. We should be doing mental wellness checkups on an annual basis, just like we do physical wellness checkups, so that we can help people identify things early. What we're all too often doing is we're waiting until somebody's at stage four or stage five in their disease in order to get them the help that they need. Imagine if we intervene at stage one or stage two. Number one, it'd be less costly. Number two, you'd cause that person a lot less pain and their families a lot less pain and their communities a lot less pain. So I think we'd have a lot better outcomes if we did that. And if you don't mind, I'm going to repeat the question I asked you out in our, our forum. I preface this by saying we're going to start in the clouds yeah. and then we're going to hyper-focus, <laughs> you know, because one of the things that was brought up, not just in our folks who are trying to get better and trying to help and empower along their recovery journey, it's also the folks who are providing that care and who are offering their guidance and resources. Right. And far too often, you know, they don't have the care or coverage that they need. And some of them don't even know the resources we have. So I, I mentioned this in our conversation, you know, just the idea, how can we find a way to, without having to insert so many barriers or means right. testing or whatever, just right. being able to get from access to coverage. So of course, I'm talking in the clouds. I want all my <laughs> folks to be covered and I want it to be free for sure. But that's not where we are right now. Let's just speak frankly. So what we do have is an exchange. What we do have is Medicaid. What we do have is Medicare. What we do have are government agencies like where we are currently. How can we navigate some of those as we work to continue to expand the field? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, there are patchwork of programs and they do serve a lot of people and we have to help people navigate them. I mean, I think sometimes this is a large bureaucracy that we work in, right? So we have to help people along that journey. We also have to be fair. If we want to, to expand the behavioral health workforce, we need to give people kind of fair pay and fair benefits so that not only are they attracted to that work, but then we can retain them and they're not going somewhere else. You know, during COVID, we also had a huge problem with people 
burning out, right? You had healthcare workers, especially with their own mental health issues because they were seeing so much death and despair uh, in the general population. So we have to make sure that they get the kind of help that they need. And if they don't have health care, if they don't have the right kind of benefits, if they don't have the right kind of support, how are they supposed to be able to take care of the people who need them the most? And I guess this one's a bit of a, a two-parter. You know, I guess what excites you? And not just that, you know, as you continue to do this job, at some point you're going to be done doing it. What do you want your legacy to be? You said you just had a birthday recently. Your turn, you know. But as you have many more birthdays and continue your successes, what do you want that legacy to be? That's a really good question. You know, I have, uh, since I got into recovery, May 15th of 2003, just celebrated 20 years in recovery recently. I've been doing a lot of thinking about that. You know, I've been thinking about the blessings that I've had uh, on this journey. Number one, my North Star is I want more people to be able to find what I found. So I want more people to be able to find recovery. Number two, I want there to be systems in place that support people for the long term. We know addiction and other mental illnesses are not acute issues. They're not the hurt knee. They're not the broken arm, the cut, or you put a cast on and then it's healed in six weeks. That's not what these diseases are. They're long-term chronic illnesses. They require long-term chronic care. So I want to see a reimbursement system that covers these things for the long term. I want to see people who have the support that they need. So if you had cancer or heart disease or diabetes, you would get care for the extension of your disease, right? I want to see this treated the same way, fairly and equitably, on par with other diseases. And just one more for you. I know I like to always end these interviews with resources for our folks because, you know, we take some walks. And thank you, Secretary. This has just been truly incredible. So now that we've taken our walk, we're coming back. Let's give these folks some practical resources. Anything top of your head that, you know what, we got folks in the car right now. This is like pullover material or first thing you do when you get in the driveway. What would you what would you tell them? Where would you send them? I'll give them three three different resources. Number one, one of the best resources is our website. SAMHSA.gov, S-A-M-H-S-A.gov. Go to our website. We have all sorts of resources. Number two, we just transitioned to a new behavioral health crisis line from our old suicide helpline, which was a big, long 1-800 number that was hard to remember, to an easy-to-remember three-digit number, 988. If somebody's out there and they're struggling, they have a family member that's struggling, dial 988. If you're in crisis, we can help you. We can get you the help that you need. And the third resource is we have something called findtreatment.gov. We have treatment locators and we have findsupport.gov. If you're trying to navigate the difficult treatment system, those are two locators that you can go on and it can walk you right through the process so that you can find the help that you need. We think these are great resources for folks. Tom Cordero, he is the Acting Deputy Assistant Secretary for the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Close them out. Make your pitch for people. Make your pitch for us. For people, well, I, I mean, we started talking about September being National Recovery Month. This is really a time for hope, for celebration. Oftentimes, we feel like there isn't any hope. There are 20 million Americans who are in long-term recovery. This month is the time to celebrate them. Please help us do that. Y'all came here to clear it up. So come on and show me what you got. Spots are be on maybe non-stop. Tonight you're gonna get your time to shine. Everybody but stars in here tonight. Dancing underneath the party light. When I see you working that party light. Tonight you're gonna get your time to shine. I've been waiting, now I'm ready for the main event. All the ladies and the players in here just to kill. 
Choose a winner who has flavor Looking out for style Only the best can pass the stakes Let me check you out In the midst of a fierce competition Get a view from a better position A little closer now you got my attention Maybe you're my mama mama superstar Keep showing me moves that are blazing Cause you're teasing my imagination Don't believe I can fight temptation I think you are ready to so come on and show me what you got I'll be on with it non-stop Tonight you're gonna get your time to shine Behind the stars and give it Dancing underneath the party light When I see you working that body right Tonight you're gonna get your time to shine For someone special Could you be the one? If you're not, then don't get jealous Just keep moving on Feet to the beat So hot the heat's bringing out the shine So clean, so fresh A real good kick So I might make you mine In the midst of a fierce competition Get a view from a better position A little closer, now you got my attention Baby, you're my mama, mama superstar Keep showing me moves that are blazing Cause you're teasing my imagination Don't believe I can fight temptation I think you are ready to show So come on and show me what you got It's about to be on with your Tonight you're gonna get your time to shine Behind the stars and hitting Dancing underneath the party Get a view from a better position A little closer, now you got my attention Baby, you're my, 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 my superstar Keep showing me moves that are blazing Cause you're teasing my imagination And don't believe I can fight temptation I think you are ready to okay, shine So come on and show me what you got Spot to be on with your Tonight you're gonna get your time to shine Behind the stars and hands That's an